Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Progressive Britain podcast. This is the review show from the episode on productivity, featuring an exclusive interview with commentator Peter Kellner. My name is Richard Angel, the Director of Progress, and I'm joined with our new Deputy Director, Stephanie Lloyd. Together we'll be looking back over the week in progressive politics, the debate on productivity, and responding to some of your comments. Productivity dominated the budget last month, with the Chancellor opening a window for himself in his mini-budget that he believed meant that he could put more money into public services over the lifetime of this Parliament. But the OBR and their decision to continually bring productivity in down to not the 2% normal levels, but 1.5% for the foreseeable, has taken away that budget envelope for the Chancellor, scuppered many of the Tories' best-laid plans and potentially opens up problems for all political parties going forward. There's been various people trying to apportion blame for that. The Treasury itself are looking to the technology companies to plug that gap. The Bank of England did a provocative blog blaming it on the millennials looking at their phone while at university. But Peter Kellner did an essay for Progress magazine and of course the podcast this week looking at some of those underlying issues suggesting that they're both global and predate the financial crisis therefore not just a British problem but a problem of modern capitalist economies particularly those that are moving exponentially forward with technological change and how that is hitting the economy in many ways. So this has started an interesting debate, Peter Kellner is both thoughtful and thought-provoking, and it seems from the debate that has followed on Twitter that that is many of your conclusions. Yeah, absolutely. We've had uh, Chris Pallett has tweeted us saying, Peter Kellner on productivity and taxation, the UK is too small to do too much on its own. Here's an idea, join forces with other European countries, pool our sovereignty to make sure we receive our fair share of cooperative tax. And we could call this a new venture, the European Union. So very good of Chris to point out the slightly facetious point that Peter Kellner made in the piece about we do need international cooperation to deal with some of those issues. Will Turner tweets at his friend Richard Alabone saying that they were having a similar discussion in Newport and they believe that Peter Kellner was earwigging over their conversation on the coach and that he has copied many of their great ideas. Somebody commented just on the length of the piece. Uh, a long but very interesting piece uh, from Peter. It's nice to know that people are investing in this debate. The journalist John Rental picks up on a particular part of Peter Kellner's analysis which is that the crisis is a mirage and it's actually more about the poor measurement and interestingly George Osborne's former chief 
chief of staff jumps in saying he's very sympathetic to this view. So that's interesting that people across the spectrum see that the statistics themselves might be part of the problem and why this is going to cause headaches, not only for this chancellor, but potentially a chancellor of any colour going into the future. And for those of us who care about a decent tax base to pay for public services, getting this sorted could really matter. Somebody picks up on the data tax. Yeah, so they stated that data tax has potential, a sort of modern day window tax. An interesting article, but doesn't explain why the UK lags behind other major economies on productivity. Somebody else gives a kind of forceful reply to Peter Kellner's analysis calling for a data tax and instead says you should be calling for a financial transaction tax. It would be much better way to tax wealth. Well, interestingly, the person should have read the piece because one of the suggestions that Peter Kellner makes is that you should have the Tobin tax, which is supported by a myriad of people from economists, faith organisations, and of course, the Labour front bench. So Peter does do what this person wanted to to do. He does indeed. And I think one of the big things, particularly with the budget, and, and I think Peter's piece highlights it perfectly, is that this current Conservative government have no concept of how to deal with the biggest challenges that are facing us at the moment. And I think, you know, the productivity debate gets to the absolute heart of what is the changing economy that we're going to be having. And I think importantly, for centre-left progressive politics and the Labour Party needs to be tackling the issues of, you know, how is this going to interact in terms of the workforce? We know that Conservative government keep saying, well, we've increased jobs, you know, employment is up, but they're unstable, they're zero hour contracts, and it's not the economy that we want to be driving forward. So what we need to be doing, and I think Peter really starts very interestingly in this piece, is answering how globally can we be tackling these issues in a way that leads us to a progressive workforce and, and the kind of country we want to see going forwards. Because that is the thing, when you think about these issues of which some of us have done before, is that you assume that if resources are being freed up, because as Peter says, some of the things that we used to pay for, we now get for free. We send free emails rather than stamps, Spotify, instead of CDs, apps, instead of sat-navs, etc. Yeah. Is that that will mean there's still the same amount of money available. It's not, we don't all feel richer because this is happening. But the point that he makes, I think very eloquently, is that essentially it's displacing the employment. So it's no longer jobs that either have dignity or professional longevity in them, like working for the post office, right? Wearing a uniform, being part of a kind of hierarchical structure, having an organised trade union to be able to help you get good return on your wages, the opportunity for promotion, etc. What is being replaced is leisure industry jobs, which are, as you just said, insecure, zero hours and precarious for people. Exactly. And I think this leads to, and as he points out, the hugely growing difference between one, how we then measure productivity. uh, And also, as we spoke about quite in depth in terms of the podcast was how we tax those and how we ensure that that wealth inequality doesn't grow because of the innovations that we have in technology. Exactly. The point that I think was compelling about his piece, whether the answers are, are all totally right is is not necessarily for us to lay down. But if this challenge is not tackled early, this is only going to get exponentially more difficult for the Treasury in terms of the number of things that can be taxed to raise the, the money that we need for the public services that people rightly depend on. And with a ageing workforce, an ageing population, these are all going to become much more necessary. So Steph, I wonder if we should look at some of our iTunes reviews that we've had this week. Yeah, absolutely. So on iTunes, 7R Jones 7 said a really thought-provoking podcast, wish progress were part of the current leadership of the Labour Party. We'll leave that there. Jesse Coleman says, despite an avalanche of podcasts available to politically-minded people, the Progressive Britain 
podcast delivers a unique insight into the political scene. I finish each episode having learned something and having been galvanised into looking further into past and future policy ideas. Necessary listening if you want to create a better Britain. And on Twitter, Richard... Oh, wait, just quickly, because he also does say, which I have thought before when listening to this, is we need to improve the intro music often lasts too long for impatient millennials. Now, I don't think I'm an impatient millennial, but I do sometimes think... It just goes on a little bit long. Well, indeed. So on Twitter, Richard Carr said he came to this week's Progressive Britain for the productivity chat, but he stayed for Connor Pope's Steve Austin shout out. People love the shout outs from our own Barry White, Connor Pope. Toby Dickinson came back on your favourite podcast that you went through. His banker podcast, Alison's new term, is the bombshell from War on the Rocks, a fortnightly roundup of defence and security matters from the US with a cocktail recommendation thrown into. Well, that is an innovation that maybe we should be... I think we should. Uh, we should be aping over here. So, Stephanie, who, who wins your prize this week? There's a progress uh, mug whisking its way to... For me, it is uh, Jesse Coleman. Lovely Jesse. So we should take on some of his feedback and send him a mug in we the post. Indeed. The other competition this week is Connor's political pub quiz question. This week he asked... He asked, who was the last Chancellor to drink alcohol while delivering a budget speech, as requested by Alison for some budget trivia? Some budget... And th- this is a true thing. The only person that's allowed to drink in the chamber of the house of commons is the chancellor while delivering the budget so drum roll who is the last chancellor to have drunk alcohol while delivering a budget speech ken clark oh well that's hardly a surprise is it so we've got a bumper set of winners this week with lots of progress mugs whisking their way to people across the country including dan carriad alex brooks chris burks alistair harding jack clark and the European Institute at Columbia University in the US, who tweeted us and were clearly keen listeners. So hopefully we'll be hearing more from them. And thank you all for being part of it. Steph, the killer question is, what would you drink when delivering a budget in the House of Commons? See, I think I would go for, I think I would have two drinks. So I would have the traditional water because you don't want to be coffee. Trees have taught us all of that this year. But I think also, just for that point where it's just a bit much, just a little cheeky shot of tequila, just to start it off with. <laughs> when you can see that like the bat ventures aren't quite when it's, giving when it's, you the morale like, boost you need, you're like, right. Tequila, here we go. Up a gear. Up a gear. Salt, tequila, lime, crack on. Cool. That sounds like a, a Richard, great way for. for I think for, we all know what budget. I think we all know what you would have, Richard. What would you drink? Well, I might have a cheeky gin and tonic while doing it. <laughs> it seems a reasonable way to get through. I might just help. I think there might be times in which a nice squeeze of lemon might delightful might improve the, my budget performance. So send us in what you would drink while delivering your budget speech. Tell us what your favourite tipple would be while correcting the country's finances. Remember to send your comments, questions and suggestions to at Progress Online on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find us at forward slash Progress Labour. And you can email us at office at progressonline.org.uk. You can leave a review, rate or subscribe on iTunes. Which is very, very important because that's how we make sure that we get real followers and we get it out to a much wider base of people. Yeah, we obviously want to not just get to the people who are currently listening, but more people as well. Absolutely. So you can find that at prog.rs forward slash iTunes. And the Progressive Britain podcast will be back on Tuesday next week with the lovely Alison McGovern. You've been listening to the Progressive Britain podcast with Connor Pope and Richard Angel. The music is When in the West by Blue Dot Sessions, licensed under Creative Commons. And this episode was produced by Carolyn Crampton.
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 